Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And welcome to TC Live, wrapping up the action in the great north. We are presented by the Walt Disney World Resort 50th anniversary celebration. Tennis Channel is the happiest place on earth all week as we are less than three weeks away from the U.S. Open. And that, my friends, may be the last time we watch Serena Williams play. But first, we flash back 30 years to hear from a young version of the future legend. If you were a tennis player, who would you want to be like? Well, I like other people to be like me. I'd like other people to be like me. And she knew, Paul. She knew the current generation of tennis stars. They want to be like Serena. Welcome to the big show. Steve Weissman, Paul Anacone. We've got the Hall of Famer Andy Roddick with us as well. Serena Williams is the top story in tennis today. And it's fitting that she wrote her farewell in Vogue magazine because she is a transcendent star, an absolute icon. Serena said she does not like the word retirement. So she says she's talking about evolving away from tennis. Andy, you've known her for a very long time. What was your reaction when you saw this news? It's, it's weird when you kind of know something's coming, not like immediately, right? I, I had no inside info on, on any of this. I think it's been, it been played pretty close to the vest, but you know it's not going to go on forever, but you're still kind of shocked by the news, not because the actual moment is surprising, but because it means the end of something that has been so fantastic and so important. Uh, to this game of tennis, I was lucky enough, Steve, to have a front row seat uh, to the Serena show when I was nine and 10 years old at, at Rick Macy Tennis Academy. And a lot of what we saw in the King Richard movie, I was right there watching it when, uh, you know, frankly, a lot of us at the Academy are like, you can't actually become a professional without playing competitive matches in juniors. How ridiculous is that? Well, guess who was ridiculous? All of us who were second guessing <laughs> uh, Venus and Serena for their process. And listen, they innovated uh, with this sport uh, physically with their competitiveness, the way they went about becoming uh, two of the greats of all time. It had never been done before the way that they had done it and credit to their father, Richard, for finding a way to give these two uh, who were girls and now women and now icons of our sport, a chance to perform at the highest level. We're all better for it. it it's weird. I've been watching it for my entire life and I still hate that it has to end at some point. And I hate that I won't be able to watch it anymore. Um, it, it's just amazing. And also just the phrasing of the way she put it, you mentioned she doesn't want to say retirement, right? It's evolving. She makes her retirement even an active process, which is, which is insane. I don't know how she figures out the wording for that, but listen, I'll miss her as a friend. I'll miss watching her as a tennis fan. And, but I am happy that we do get a long goodbye and we're going to be able to appreciate her greatness for the next month and celebrate uh, everything that she and Venus have, have meant to this game um, can't be overstated. 
Yes, celebrate. I think that's the perfect word, Andy, and we'll be able to do that starting tomorrow night, 7 Eastern, uh, you know, when she's playing Belinda Bencic. This is how Serena made the announcement today in Vogue magazine. You see the cover with her daughter, Olympia. How cute is that? And she said herself, there is no happiness in this topic for her. It's the hardest thing that she could ever imagine. Serena said, I don't want it to be over, but at the same time, I am ready for what is next. Paul, what stood out to you most from her words? I think the fact, the, the way she said it really kind of shows us that she's wrestled with it, right? That she showed us it's not just a quit, uh, a quick pro quo and just, I'm moving on. That's it, I'm done. And, and I think she wrestled with it because like everyone else, this has been her life. Everyone else that's played tennis, this has been their life since they're a little kid. She's done it better than anyone that's ever played the game before. So the magnitude of that, of what she's done on the court, the, what she's done for all of us as fans, what she's done for everyone, how much she's evolved the game across the globe has been monumental. So I think her words kind of show me that this is not an easy process to go through. And let, let's not forget, for every athlete, this is all she's known her whole life. Mm. And she's a very young woman, and all she's known that's been the dominant force in her life is now coming to an end. It's a young person's coming to an end. So that's very shocking. Um, but I think she's dealt with class. And, and for me as a tennis fan, as someone that's watched her for so many years, just like Andy, it's going to be sad to not see her in those big moments because there's never been a better competitor and there's never been anyone that has stirred up so much emotion in so many people when she holds a tennis racket. Andy brought up the word ridiculous. The numbers are ridiculous. 73 titles, 23 major singles titles, 14 more in doubles, a couple in mixed four Olympic gold medals, nearly $100 million in prize money. It's incredible. We will continue to talk about Serena Williams throughout the show and set up her match tomorrow night against Belinda Bencic. But we head back out to a match that was scheduled yesterday afternoon. Rain pushed it back to Tuesday's night session in Montreal. Three-time champ Andy Murray taking on Taylor Fritz for the first time. Paul, you were on the call for this match. You work with Taylor. This highlight is all you. No, this was amazing. Right from the get-go, I saw an engaged Taylor Fritz. First game of the match playing offensive tennis. Really took the racket out of Andy Murray's hand. This first set was all Taylor. was all power tennis. He did a terrific job doing exactly what Mike Russell has been trying to get him to do, play offensive tennis, control the tempo of the rallies, be the one that decides what happens. And that's what he did in that first set, 6-1. But guess what? Andy Murray goes nowhere, folks. He started playing better in the second set, a little bit more offensive, did not lose his serve until 4-3. It was a much more of a battle in the second. But I got to give Taylor a ton of credit. Look at the power on the forehand. Looked comfortable, moved extremely well. And it, I don't care what time it is, it's never easy to beat Andy Murray in straight sets. Fritz getting his first win in Canada. That's reason for more face time. To have that 18 and 6 record on hard courts this season is absolutely incredible. Does it help you to have that in the back of your mind? Uh, no, really, because you go through different uh, parts of the season, you know. Uh, part of the hard court season, uh, you have a good rhythm, then you go play on clay, then you go back to hard, and it's you know, might uh, might not be the same, but uh, I haven't always played well this time of the year before the U.S. Open, so uh, it feels really good this year that it just seems different. I'm playing good tennis right now. Taking a look at our Disney World Resort 50th anniversary celebration match summary. Taylor Fritz winning nearly 80% 
of his second serve returns. Said he feels great from the ground. Could improve the serve a little bit. Francis Tiafo next. Taylor leads him 3-1 head-to-head. Well, Nick Kyrgios made some history in our nation's capital last week. The first man to win both singles and doubles in the same year at the City Open. Did that with Jack Sock and the Dubs. His seventh career title got him back inside the top 40. So he takes a 13-match win streak in singles and doubles to Canada, playing 21-year-old Sebastian Baez, who's having the best year of his life, Andy. And Nick really had no trouble. Yeah, Nick is in full flight right now. And Steve, I'll tell you what, five years ago, Nick had success at Washington, or if he would have had success at a big tournament like that, he wouldn't have come out and competed this way the next week. Maybe taken a week off, maybe wouldn't have been there mentally. He's as dialed and as focused as I've ever seen him in control of all of his game. We see him hitting back end winners, cleaning that back end flat through the court in control of his forehand, coming in, mixing in the slices like we're seeing here, baiting his opponent, flipping. He's making the game look easy. That's not an easy shot to hit. And then, oh, by the way, you got to deal with a serve that's one of the best in the world. Uh, kind of nonchalant with the volleys, but solid in mentality. That's just feel. You can't teach that. You're just born. Uh, born like that and Kyrgios in full flight I love that he played singles doubles on a Sunday comes back on a Tuesday is focused it should look habitual and it does for Kyrgios right now we head to Toronto Coco Golf with a chance to crack the top 10 for the first time at the end of the tournament taking on fellow American Madison Brangle Andy and the big thing is can Coco create that pace and dictate off the forehand side you see her setting uh, setting that up early in the game and right here Another forehand winner going through the middle of the court on Maddie Brangle. Uh, first serve was in full flight. We know her first serve and her back Damn, end are world-class already as evidence right here. The question is the second serve and the forehand. Forehand looked really good today. Came forward against Madison. You didn't know if she was going to try to kind of stay back in these prolonged rallies. Really was intentional about coming forward and dictating with that forehand over and over. Tough out with Madison Brangle. You know that it's on your racket. You know if you execute, you're probably going to get the result. But I like the way that Coco executed today. Really coming forward, cleaning winners. Forehand looked great. Second serve looked good. Moving on for Coco. Gets Wimbledon champion Elena Rybakina next, but had Serena Williams on her mind after as we go inside the press room. Yeah, I knew it was coming eventually. I didn't know if it was going to be this U.S. Open or the next one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, definitely, sh well, not really shocking, but almost shocking news because she's just been playing forever my whole life. And um, I don't know, a little bit sad because I've always wanted to play her, so I'm hoping that my draw at Cincinnati or U.S. Open or even here um, can work out so we can play each other. Half of the current top ten have not played Serena Williams. That includes Emma Raducanu as well. But the defending women's champion Canada is Camilla Georgie. Taking on the defending U.S. Open champ, Paul. Tight first set here. Yeah, and she showed us why she's the defending champ. A lot of power. She's one of the players that can take the racket out of your hand. Can spray some balls left and right. But when she plays well, she is trouble. Great tie break here. Gets the big lead, the big cushion against Raducanu. And yeah, to be yeah, quite yeah. frank, she was the one that was dictating what's it. going on. Emma's ball. Not quite as much firepower on it. That let Georgie be the one that was controlling the rallies using power ground strokes coming into the net here. Little scramble from Raducanu, but doesn't do enough with the angle pass. 
Raducanu did Georgie. have that early lead in the second set, 2-0. But look what Georgie does. Five straight games to get to 5-2. And here comes to the net, hits the backhand volley and the forehand drop volley to close it out. So for Raducanu, some work to do. But let's keep remembering she's just a kid, even if she did win 10 matches in a row at the U.S. Open last. Still a teenager, Paul. And by the way, Georgie has now won seven of her last nine matches against top ten players. Naomi Osaka, Andy Roddick looking to gain some momentum leading into the U.S. Open against Kaya Kanepi, but Kanepi had her highest ranking in more than seven years. Yeah, Kanepi, and she comes up with upsets time after time. We shouldn't be surprised anymore, and this is not what you want to see if you are on Team Osaka. She's having a hard time getting reps in week after week after week. You see the trainer come out, rebounded pretty well, played some good stuff to force the tiebreaker there. We see the power. She still has that knockout power on both sides. You just want to see her in tournaments long enough to develop some consistency. And unfortunately for Naomi Osaka today, you could tell that her back was bothering her. Some random errors, uh, as we saw. And Kanepi's a tough competitor. Can actually go toe-to-toe power-wise with Osaka, one of the probably few on tour that can do so. But you see her lunging after returns there, Steve. You kind of sense that it was bothering her more, and she said, can't do it anymore. I hope she's uh, she gets healthy for the rest of the hardcore season. She needs matches going into the U.S. Open. She definitely does. And what, Paul, is your level of concern after seeing that? I'm really concerned. And, you know, I think the hardest thing for me to try to figure out as a coach and also a tennis fan is what are all the different ingredients in the equation that are leading to the complexities? Is it the lack of play? Is it the complexity of her new landscape of so much expectation, who she is as a global icon, you know, her evolution as a person? And I would throw it to my uh, counterpart in the screen over there and ask Andy Roddick. Andy, what's it like for someone like that that goes from good to all of a sudden superstar? How does she balance all that stuff? And could that be a big reason for the inconsistencies? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Listen, I'm not a coach. You are, Paul. But if I am in her corner and if I have five minutes with her on the phone, listen, you got to get in great shape again. You got to go play two, three, four events in a row. You got to become a tennis player again, right? Because the stopping and starting where you have a great result in Miami, then it's inconsistent in the French. You don't get reps at Wimbledon. You can't expect just to come back. It's not a light switch. You can't just turn it on and off when you choose to. You got to put in the work and you got to get those match reps. You can practice all you want. But until you play two, three, four weeks consistently, it's not going to show up. When Naomi does do that, we've seen her before. She's a downhill snowball, right? She gets, a, she gets a force behind her and gets enough matches in. She's almost untouchable. But you have to get the reps in over and over. And over the last two years, she hasn't really been able to do that since she won Australia early last year. So I hope that she can get some matches in. But she needs consecutive tournaments where she's getting four and five matches a week in if she wants to go deep in these majors and kind of avoid that inconsistency that's frankly plagued her uh, since the French Open last year. Shines so bright when that switch is on, but uh, hopefully can get some more matches leading into the U.S. Open, a tournament she's won 
two times. Serena Williams, well, she's won way more than that. And we continue to talk about the legend, the GOAT, as TC Live rolls on much more reaction to the big news of the day. Serena Williams saying farewell to tennis on her own terms. TC Live is presented by the Walt Disney World Resort 50th Anniversary Celebration. Live presented by the Walt Disney World Resort 50th Anniversary Celebration. Summer in the cities leads up to New York City. Tennis.com online source for everything you need to know right now. Joel Drucker honors Serena Williams. You can also see TC Live every day, 9 a.m. Eastern, two-hour pregame show to get you ready for the year's final major. We go back to action earlier today in Montreal. Alex Diminor, Dennis Shapovalov, they had their match suspended for rain three all in the second set tiebreak yesterday. When they return to the court today, the Aussie won four of the next five points. He gets off the court very quickly, improves to 8-0 against Canadians on tour. Our coverage continues tomorrow on Bally Sports, 1 p.m. Eastern. First match featuring Yannick Sinner. Leif Shiras, Jan Michael Gamble on the call, also on T2. Up next on TC Live, Daria Kazatkina looking to keep the good vibes going after winning in D.C., but find out which hometown favorite had other ideas. Roddick Weissman back on TC Live. Last week in San Jose, Daria Kazatkina won her fifth career title. Returned to the top ten. At a career-high number nine, she is now third in the race, 32 wins this year. But the job never stops, Paul. Right on the plane to the six, looking for title number six. And first up is former champ Bianca Andreescu playing her home tournament for the first time she won it three years ago. Yeah, this was a crazy one, Steve. First set, Andreescu had a lead a number of times, had the uh, medical folks on the court. We're seeing her having some trouble with her breathing. She then got some blood pressure taken. It was a rough first set. Kazakina fought back a couple of times, including when Andreescu was serving for the set. And then the tie break, Kazakina got the lead. And uh, Bianca's hometown crowd was into this, suffice to say. Big moments, Andreescu played better in the tiebreak. Some offensive tennis here, hitting the overhead, closing out the first set, and hopefully putting some of those uh, health worries to rest. But second set, another another battle. Kazakin is coming off of that win last week. A lot of confidence, using the variety. Andreescu did a good job in the big moments, trying to stay with Kazakina, this was uh, a little bit of a chess match. Both of them using variety, both of them breaking rhythm, but it was just Andrescu playing a little bit better in the biggest moments, not afraid to come forward. And how about a little volley to seal the deal? So that was a very emotional win for the Canadian. Now, Baby said she wants to bring back that 2019 energy. You can see the vintage grit. She may have eaten a little too close to the match, but gets Alize Cornet next. Back to Montreal, Andy, and Francis Tiafo took out Benjamin Bonzi at Roland Garros this year. That was straight sets, but this was a real battle. Yeah, and credit to Francis. You'll see right here, makes the right play. Bonzi up the line, backhand pass. Toughest shot in tennis. I like that Francis took his lumps here in the first set. It didn't go its way. Bonzi coming up big in the first set breaker. But that did not deter Francis from sticking to his game plan. I had a, a coach named Jimmy Connors one time when you would execute well and it didn't go your way. 
get, go your way, and he would say, Operation successful. Sometimes the patient dies. Well, the patient didn't die today. If that patient was Francis Diablo. <laughs> Look at him keep coming forward, making the right play time after time after time. Says something to the umpire. Maybe we're going three. Sorry. Uh, hopefully you get paid hourly. Not sure. But Francis coming forward, continuing the pressure assault on Bonzi time after time after time. Make some motion with his hands, rolling or something. I don't know. But again, coming forward, something nothing he's really worked on. We wait for era. And I like how he stuck to his guns that even though he lost that first set, he felt like he was the right play. Francis coming through in three. I like that he stuck to it today. I, I like the quote from the OG. Jimmy Connors in there. Uh, upset of the day as we take a look at the scores. Pablo Carina Busta taking out Matteo Berrettini in straight sets. Belinda Bencic wins to set up her second round match with Serena Williams tomorrow night. And speaking of Serena, Caroline Wozniacki shares some feelings about her good friend in the debut of our Tennis Honors Series. I think over 20 years ago when Serena started playing tennis, I don't think anyone would have expected her to play into her 40s, but she's had an incredible career, won so many major championships, she's won so many tournaments. The fact that she could stay on top for as long as she has is so impressive and probably something we won't see for a very, very long time. It's easy to be inspired by Serena, who is an incredible athlete, incredible person, sister, friend, and she'll always be there for you no matter what. And doesn't matter what she has going on, if you really need her, she'll drop anything for you. So um, that's what I appreciate most about Serena, just her, you know, just gentle soul and kind heart and, and obviously a fierce competitor on the court and any game that she plays. Beautiful words from our colleague Caro and actually in that Vogue article Serena said Wozniacki felt a sense of relief when she retired in 2020 but Serena felt no happiness at all. This is obviously what has been trending all day long on social media. It still is right now. Uh, Serena Williams everybody talking about her her farewell piece in Vogue. Andy do you think the fact that this is all for chess now she'll be more relaxed for tomorrow night's match against Belinda Bencic. No, I don't think she ticks that way, Steve. I don't think she has ever has. I mean, you see her first round of Wimbledon. She's competing as as if it was her first time ever playing. Uh, you know, so, you know, for me, I don't think Serena wants to leave the game. Frankly, I just think she found something that she loves more. And that's that little girl in that picture right there, Olympia. To see her come from you know, maybe a, a polarizing figure, someone that had, had has made mistakes very publicly, owned up to them, and now to come full circle and to see her uh, make a decision for her family and, and the rest of her life. I'm just so proud to see her growth as a human. Uh, we'll miss her as a tennis player, but, you know, it, it's a champion's mentality. She doesn't want to leave, but she finally found something more important, Steve. But that is such a great point, Andy. And uh, reaction coming in from all across the world. Caro sending love. Gabrielle Union as well. Our own Taylor Townsend. Uh, Taylor, in fact, saying that thank you to her and Venus for paving the road that allowed her to be here, Paul. Yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. She transcends sport. She transcends gender. She transcends everything. I mean, everything that she's done for nearly a couple decades out uh, between the lines and outside the lines in her life has been stuff that people look up to and can model their lives after. And I think that's partially why she's a reluctant retiring person because she loves this so much. But like Andy said, she loves that little girl even more and she's got exciting new chapters to write. Not, not just the GOAT, but arguably the greatest athlete, man or woman, uh, of all time, Serena Williams. 
but we get to see her tomorrow night, 7 Eastern, against Belinda Bencic. Speaking of National Bank Open, coverage begins 11 a.m. Eastern tomorrow. We got Danny and Prakash on site in Montreal. The night session, 6.30 Eastern, and TC Live follows that with encore coverage from Canada all night long. More TC Live, more Serena talk after this. Welcome back. It is hot shot of the daytime on TC Live. Andy Roddick, it is not often that you see Nick Kyrgios in our hot shot, and the hot shot is not off his racket. Yeah, I was about to say, Vegas odds on Baez having the hot shot over <laughs> Kyrgios when Kyrgios is in form. I don't know. There would have been a big loser in Vegas today, I'll tell you. But this is the kind of shot, Steve, when Kyrgios is on autopilot, not losing service. You know what? I'm probably not going to win this match, but I might get the hot shot of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you are not going to keep me out of the highlights, says Sebastian Baez. Take a look at our featured matches Wednesday. Absolute fire. Starting with Coco and the Wimbledon champ, Elena Rybakina, Carlos Alcaraz and Tommy Paul. We got both world number ones in action. Iga Sviantek, Daniil Medvedev, Foe and Fritz, and then Serena and Bencic. Paul, uh, let's talk about Nick Kyrgios, Daniil Medvedev a little bit. Nick told Prakash after that, uh, quote, it kind of sucks that he's getting Daniil Medvedev next, the world number one. But he's beaten him a couple times. I'm sure Medvedev's not thrilled about it either, though. And that's <laughs> he's not exactly who he wants to be playing. And, you know, for Nick, I think it's a great opportunity. It's a tough match. And, and one of the things that's impressed me is his consistency. I never thought I'd say Nick Kyrgios and consistency in the same <laughs> sentence. But Wimbledon finals, then watching him through adversity last week, winning singles and doubles. And the most impressive thing so far playing on Sunday, winning singles and doubles in Washington, flying up and winning a first-round match here. That's a little bit of a different Nick Kyrgios in my eyes. Net, net Jets, Andy, helps with all that. Well, I, I don't know about all that. But listen, Steve, when we were talking about his prospects going into Wimbledon, I questioned whether he had the body, whether he, he was trained enough to actually go far in that tournament. Listen, I was wrong. It'll happen again, I promise you. But what I was really impressed with was in Washington, singles, doubles, after a tournament where he could have possibly kind of floated back into being content, which we've seen from Nick Kyrgios before, going through Washington singles, doubles, it's not exactly the coldest place on earth in the middle of the summer. Swampy conditions, getting through those matches, and as Paul said, came to play on a Tuesday. We'll see. You know, I, I, Listen, I don't know that I'm convinced yet. The sample size of 10 years maybe outweighs what we've seen the last month, but I'm a lot more of a believer in his body than I was two months ago, and I can't wait to see this match against Medvedev. Sample size for Serena Williams. Uh, three decades of dominance for Serena Williams. Seven Eastern tomorrow. It's Serena taking on Belinda Bencic. The only other time they played, first round of the Australian Open 2017. What did Serena do? She went on to win her 23rd major title. All eyes on the Queen as her farewell tour begins. Thanks for watching TC Live.